This is Fresh. So Trevor Noah has been trending mostly in America and uh, back home in SA because he got the gig on Comedy Central. And then, um, you know, as things happen nowadays, someone went through his Twitter feed and found quite a few tweets that they were not happy with that they felt um, were either bashing women or bashing Jewish folk. But generally, Trevor's an equal opportunity basher. Yeah. Even bashes himself, Mm -hmm. as most comedians do. Mm -hmm. And where do we draw the line between you've taken your comedy too far and who decides what the line is? But from a legal perspective, we're going to find out what Emma Sadler thinks because uh, she knows best. You know, we could give you advice, but uh, Emma can get you probably a better deal than we could if it ended up in court. Good morning, Emma. Good morning, Fresh. It's lovely to be speaking to you. Uh, yes, uh, we've been pre-recording you for the last month. It's actually great to speak to you. Yeah, it is. It's Now, the Trevor Noah tweets, in your uh, legal, humble opinion, what do you think? <laughs> well, I think absolutely fascinating saga that's played out on social media in the last couple of days. And it's one that we've seen many, many times before. And you've got to feel so sorry for the dude. I mean, here he is having the best day of his life and the next day trending for all the wrong reasons. And I think that the best article I've read on it so far was the Washington Post article this morning, which basically does the math. You know, he's got more than 2 million followers. Trevor Noah has tweeted nearly 9,000 times. And if you look at a mere 0.67% of those tweets, you will find offensive content. Um, and that's something that we see when people jump into the spotlight for whatever reason. Mm. We saw it, I think, most interestingly a couple of years ago with a young girl called Paris Brown, who was elected the first UK Youth Crime Commissioner. Now, she had a very interesting thing happen because she uh, was being interviewed on the radio, on television. It was this high-profile job. Here she is, an adult. And suddenly the the Daily Mail uncovered tweets that she had posted when she was 14 years old. Some of them were racist. Some of them were homophobic. But they were also about uh, drinking and sex and drugs and violence. And I think the real difference there, because of course she was forced to resign as a result of those tweets, was that those tweets showed elite behavior. Trevor Noah's tweets, the ones that have been, uh, you know, at the front of everybody's minds in the last day since they've been uh, uncovered by these random people, these digital vigilantes who trawled through his entire account and came across these mere eight or nine tweets, Mm. um, which they find offensive. You know, there's nothing illegal in any of those tweets. Yes, he's been offensive, but comedians are offensive. You know, this is a channel he's about to start on at Comedy Central, which at the same time this whole issue was going on, they were broadcasting the roast of Justin Bieber. Now, I can tell you that the jokes in the roast of Justin Bieber were a a lot worse, not just offensive, uh, uh, offensive, but really just useless jokes at exactly the same time. So I think when we're thinking about how does this affect us, Uh, We've got to think, well, what kind of job am I going to get? You know, if I'm trying to get a job as an accountant or a lawyer, well, presumably I'm going to have to be a bit more boring in my social media content. But if I'm trying to get a job as the best comedian in the world, well, then of course people would have been offended in in the previous years. But, you know, some of the tweets that they've pulled up, Fresh, were tweeted over four years ago. Um, And at what point do we let people kind of live down their past and as I say, I think the line is, where is something illegal and where is something offensive?
And, I mean, Comedy Central is the home of South Park. If any show is offensive, it's South Park, not Trevor Noah. <laughs> exactly. But I think that's possibly the best reminder in a long time that what we put online like a tattoo. You yes. know, you might forget about it, you might forget, but you know, say you, you tweeted something about a restaurant you didn't like um, four years ago, you had a particularly bad service. Well, when they check you out online, because that's the reality, mm. right? A potential employer is going to check you out online. It's not a question of they might, it's a question of if they don't check you out, I think they're being negligent. Because as soon as you start working for that company, yeah. then your on tr online reputation is intrinsically linked with the online reputation of the company. And all the clients and customers that you'll be meeting will, will Google you. Yeah. So say I tweeted once about a restaurant four years ago, and now suddenly I'm trying to get a job at that restaurant. Well, the search terms they might put in is my name and the name of that restaurant. And then even though you would have forgotten about it and the tweet was four or five years prior, that'll be the first tweet that pops up. Yeah. So you've got to remember to look after your online TV, to look after your digital footprint. Remember that it follows you everywhere. And, you know, not many of us are going to become the next John Stewart, so we won't have the whole world trawling through our 9,000 tweets that we've posted. Mm. But where there's anything obvious that you wouldn't want somebody to see, then do your best to delete it. And there's an excellent website, Fresh, called justdelete.me. And that gives you pretty good advice on how to delete content. If you can, of course, sometimes you just can't. Um, but if you can delete content that you've posted, you know, when you're uh, a stupid 16-year-old. Just delete dot me. That's the one. All right. Emma. And, you know, human, hum, humans are flawed, Fresh. We all make mistakes. And if we were all fined by the worst tweet we ever posted, I don't think anybody would be getting a job. Uh, the, the last point I should quickly make, though, Fresh, from a legal point of view is that in that sort of Facebook stalking process of the recruitment uh, recruitment phase, mm. if your potential employer comes across content which they're not allowed to discriminate on, you know, if they can tell your religious views or political views or your race or your health or, you know, how many children you have, those are questions that aren't ordinarily allowed to be asked in the recruitment process. Oh, yes. So potential employers out there who are stalking their people they want to maybe hire, you've got to make sure that you're very careful that that sort of sensitive information that you normally wouldn't be allowed to ask doesn't frame your decision and therefore discriminate against any person. All right. Thank you very much, Emma. What's your website if uh, we'd like to maybe engage your services? I think the best is probably Twitter, at Emma Sadler. And uh, it's an exception to the I before E rule. It's like weird and feisty. S-A-D-L-E-I-R. Great stuff, Emma. Love your work, and uh, we'll chat to you in a week. Stay well, Fresh. All right. Find her on Twitter, Emma Sadler, S-A-D-L-I-E-R. Fresh at 5 on 5FM.